someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother, the cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, I'm the soul that Matt Stafford stole, and I am joined by touchdown machine Gabriel Davis. How you doing today, Jared? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm trying to recover uh, from watching all of those games this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was a doozy of a weekend. Boy, howdy. Yeah, uh, I think they said it was the first time ever that all four games in the divisional round ended with a field goal as time expired in regulation. So that kind of tells you what kind of weekend it was. <laughs> yeah, good football, upsetting endings for most people. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, in fact, every team I thought was going to win this weekend didn't. So no. uh, it was a, a lot to unpack from this last weekend. Where do you want to start? Let's start at the top, I guess. Bengals Titans. Yeah, uh, I have one big question from this game uh, because of the results. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and the Bengals still walked away with the win. So my question to you, does that say more about Joe Burrow's will to, to get the Bengals the win or just how, uh, how much the Titans choked it away? Um, I think the choke job by the Titans, to be perfectly honest, Titans defense played really, really well. Titans offense did not. Yeah. Um, Tannehill threw three interceptions. Uh, the one at the end was especially damning and it just seems like this is the Ryan Tannehill we get in the playoffs. You know, he has glimpses of, uh, Really good quarterback play in the regular season, but when it gets to crunch time, he just seems to me to be one of those guys that just can't quite rise to the occasion. Yeah, he's the next Kirk Cousins that way. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to take away uh, from what the Bengals did or what Joe Burrow did because to to get sacked nine times and still win the game is unheard of, really, Mm -hmm. in the modern NFL um, in football at any level, really. And it, the Bengals, for as great of an accomplishment as this is, to be in the AFC Championship, they can't give up nine sacks against the Chiefs because they won't win next week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, Joe Burrow had, had, a, had himself a game, but it's not like his numbers even really popped off the page. Yeah, he had 348 passing yards, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. Um, the Bengals' one touchdown came via Joe Mixon on the ground, and he had an interception in that game too. So, mm-hmm. you know, not that Joe Burrow played poorly, but, um, you know, because, I mean, obviously to still throw for 348 yards when you're being put on your back as much as he was is impressive. But you've got to believe that this week the Chiefs, a big part of their defensive game plan is just going to be bringing a bringing a heavy rush on almost every play. On the plus side for the Bengals, I think the Chiefs defense is not as good as the Titans defense. 
Um, I mean, just given the way that they played against the Bills this this past weekend too on Sunday. Um, so that might be good. And if the Bengals can can protect Joe Burrow, I think they've got a real chance. Yeah, that's the thing. If the Bengals O line can step up and um, protect him, like you said, I think they definitely have a chance. Uh, I think that can be a really exciting game. I mean, it was just a few weeks ago toward the end of the regular season that the Bengals traveled over there to Kansas city and actually beat the chiefs to help win Mm -hmm. the division. So obviously they know it's doable and I don't think there's any team. Well, maybe that's not true. The 49ers also, but uh, with more confidence right now than Cincinnati going into championship weekend, I mean, uh, beating the Raiders at home was one thing, but going on the road and knocking off the number one seed Titans that's something else. And the Titans who had Derrick Henry back, by the way. Yeah. Um, so the Bengals have to be coming in with oodles of confidence right now. Yeah. And, you know, as far as getting Derrick Henry back, I really thought if they got him back, they were going to, they were going to run the whole table, but man, Derrick Henry just couldn't quite get it going. And I guess that, you know, has a lot to do probably with missing a significant amount of the season and coming back for playoffs. Yeah, Henry only had 62 uh, rush yards on 20 attempts. He did have a touchdown, but I agree with you. Uh, He was out for such a good portion of the year this year where it takes a little bit to get back in the feel of things. And I know he had a full padded practice last week leading up to the game, but obviously, as we've talked about many times on the show, uh, practice is very different than a game. And I think that uh, if Derrick Henry had maybe had a couple weeks at the end of the regular season, to get his footing under him and some game action. Uh, he might've had a way more impactful day on Saturday, but yeah, that was a uh, definitely surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I expected. Happy for the Bengals though. I really like watching them. Uh, really happy. They won. Yeah. I maintain what I've said before to you. I am not impressed by the Titans. Um, I, I really, I, they were my pick this year. They were rolling so well, and I feel like they just let it crumble apart. And it's, the Titans are just just a joke as a franchise right now. I'm I'm in a bad mood, so I'm flipping on the Titans right now. Hey, it's fair. It's it's hard to have faith in a team that, you know, finishes with a 12-win regular season, the number one seed in their conference, getting their best player back, a franchise player. Um, you know, they should get a playoff win out of that. And to not again is pretty bad. I mean, this is the same team that last year hosted a playoff game against Baltimore in the wild card round and the Ravens came in and beat them around. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's hard to have faith in a team like that right now. So, and until further notice, uh, no faith from us in Tennessee. No, (laughs) I feel like, Honestly, I think this was the tipping point for the Titans. I think this was their chance and they lost it. So what changes do you see coming to Tennessee this offseason, if any? Well, I think they're losing a bunch of pieces, first off. I think they have a lot of free agents that they're going to have to let go because uh, they're going to have to tighten up t- cap space. I think they go for a new quarterback. They need to find someone different. Tannehill can't perform. Um, but the biggest issue is the the cap hit that they'll take with that. They have him signed to such a huge contract that if they let him go, they're, you know, they've bought themselves bound into a corner. I think they'll take like 50 million in cap hit or something like that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to um, be costly, but I agree with you. I think they need to get a new quarterback. Um, But I don't think anyone's going to trade for him, is the, you know, because their only real option is dealing him and finding someone different. But who's going to want Tannehill with that kind of performance, with his age, his injury history? Who's going to want him? Yeah, I mean, he might at best serve as a backup somewhere, but that's not good enough for a trade. I mean, no team's going to want to trade for a backup. No. Um, So I don't know. I don't think – I'm trying to kind of play around uh, in my head here with Mike Vrabel's future in Tennessee now because he's a a good coach, but, again, there comes a point in time where uh, you have to win in the postseason. And a few years ago, of course, the Titans did have that run to the AFC Championship before they ran into the Chiefs, but since then – uh, they've been a team that's been expected to um, reach that spot again, if not go further, and they just bow out immediately in the playoffs. And so at what point does some of that come back to coaching? Uh, I don't think they're going to get rid of Vrabel yet, uh, but I think if there's even one more year like this in Tennessee, if 2022 ends the same way, they could be looking to go a different direction as far as head coach goes. Yeah. Um yeah, they've been a bridesmaid team, and unfortunately, that doesn't, you know, inspire confidence in upper management. No, or it shouldn't, anyway. Yeah. It definitely shouldn't. So, yeah, it was a weird game in uh, Tennessee this weekend with a lot of uh, long-term repercussions on the line, maybe for the Titans. And uh, once again, though, like you said, congrats to the Bengals. I mean, they haven't been in the AFC Championship since the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. so back when they went to their Super Bowls, so yeah, I mean, that's a huge feat on their part. And, uh, I know Cincinnati fans are excited cause I'm related to one and we'll have to have him on the show here before too long, especially if they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, what, what game do we want to tackle next? How about the other big upset, the other one seed going down with green Bay? Yeah. Um, you know, to sh- sum it up green bay you know props to the 49ers they've been playing really good football lately um i've been way more hot on them than you have i'm coming uh, around you've been uh you've been absolutely antarctic on them i'm coming the around weeks. i have no choice right now man i'm eating a lot of crow lately and rightfully so i was very critical of this team coming into the playoffs and uh, they've proven me wrong. I mean, beating Dallas was one thing on the road, uh, but to go into Lambeau Field, bad weather, yeah, bad weather game, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the number one seed Packers, and they knocked them off, man. And I've got to I gotta tip my hat here. The 49ers are playing as good as ball as anybody right now. Um, their defense is playing well. I mean, to hold it, Aaron Rodgers and company to 10 points, that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. The defense played well, but man, this was a game of special teams. Holy cow. Yeah. The Packers lost because of how bad their special teams is. The blocked field goal at the end of the first, and then obviously the touchdown off the blocked uh, punt. Yeah, that was bad. And then it seemed fitting that on the final kick where Robbie Gold hit the field goal to win it for the 49ers, Green Bay only had 10 men on the field on defense. Uh huh. 
uh, uh, just uh, how does that? And then Matt Lafleur said it best after the game. It's unacceptable. It just can't happen at a time like that. Yeah. And, Whoever their special teams coordinator is needs to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have to imagine after a performance like that, he will be. And then now all the speculation, we were just talking with the other game, all the off season changes maybe coming for Tennessee. This could have been Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. Yeah. Um, that's a huge, you know, we don't know what's going to go on. It's been rumored since last year. Um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously tensions have been kind of high between Aaron Rodgers and the organization in green Bay over the last year. Plus, uh, I saw just today though, um, on Monday, the day we're recording this, Aaron Rodgers said, uh, when asked about his future in green Bay, he said that he really wants no part of a rebuild. He doesn't want, if he's going to keep playing, he doesn't want to play for a rebuilding team. And green Bay Mm -hmm. has a lot of, uh, a lot of guys with contracts that are up this year. So I think it's going to be another one of those situations where uh, if they can keep a solid core of talent, then maybe there'll be a hope that Aaron Rodgers will stay. But I personally think he's done in Green Bay. I thought this last year too, though, at this time, I'm pretty sure I'm on record saying so, and I was wrong, but this year feels different. Yeah. I mean, there's already all those rumors that he was going to boycott the Super Bowl if he made it and, I def I think I think Aaron Rodgers needs to be done, especially with all the drama that's gone on. He needs to step away from the Green Bay organization. The fans are pretty well fed up with him. Um, he's not gelling with the coaching staff. I think he needs to step away. Yeah, I think his time uh, in Green Bay is done. Uh, the two teams that kind of stand out as maybe potential landing spots, at least for me, is Pittsburgh and maybe Denver. I know there was rumor of that last offseason with the Broncos, and obviously it never came to fruition. Um, I could see one of those organizations, though, uh, making a play to try to get him. Um, and I don't know if he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, though, I don't see him going to Denver, I guess. And the Denver's uh, all Denver's got a pretty good offense though. They've got good receivers they you know in place. But yeah, they're more in a rebuild than uh than Pittsburgh will be, I think. Yeah, and outside of those two organizations, I don't really at least right now where we sit currently here at the end of January, I don't see uh another team making a realistic move for Aaron Rodgers right now. Who knows what can happen in the coming months. Yeah. But- as we stand currently, those Pittsburgh and Denver are kind of my top two guesses. Shoot, maybe Tom Brady's going to retire, and then he'll come to Tampa. <laughs> come to Tampa, and, and he'll, uh, he'll do what Brady did and get another one uh, for his trophy case with the Bucks, and then mm-hmm. he'll go out. Although, we don't know that Brady's going out yet. Uh, that's kind no, of a nice segue into your game. Um if you want to, if you want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. It was painful. We had hope and then they stole it from us. Well, we stole it from us because we <laughs> ran a blitz with oh. 30 seconds left and left Cooper Cup, the fastest man on earth, wide open. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. I, you know, we can say that about a few defenses this week, and I would say the same thing about uh, Buffalo's defense at the end of their game. Oh, uh, if, man. if there's one yeah. thing you couldn't afford to do in that moment with just seconds left, 
is give up a big play to a big play guy. And both Tampa's defense and Buffalo's defense did that in their respective games. Um, and, and your game was a little different in the fact that kind of like you alluded to, uh, the Buccaneers climbed all the way back. Uh, I believe your halftime deficit was 20 to three, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you know, and I thought it then when I saw that score, you cannot count out Tom Brady. It was 27 to three. I actually think at one point it got that bad. And then the, and then Brady and the Bucks, you know, with the aid of some turnovers for sure, fought all the way back to tie it. And then, yeah, with the, with less than a minute to go, Cooper Cup got behind the defense and did just enough. And, um, you know, I don't think the situation in Tampa Bay is quite as dire as it is in Green Bay and Tennessee, like we just talked about as we move into the offseason. But um, I don't think you're going to be able to do what you did last year and keep everybody. No, I don't think so. I think, especially with all the drama that happened this year, we're going to be losing a significant chunk of people. Obviously, I think we're going to keep the big players are are Mike Evan or Mike Evan, Mike Evan. uh, Hopefully Godwin is is going to stay around. Um, But, yeah, I think we're we're losing a chunk of big names. Um, I mean, just on defense, man, we got guys that are that are coming around. They're going to want to get paid. Yeah. That's always tough. I mean, I remember what that was like back in the Seahawks heyday when the, when the rent was due, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> couldn't keep everybody. How, how's, I don't know, uh, is a legit question. What is Fournette's contract right now? Is he up this year? Um, I believe Fournette, let me double check this. Um, I believe he was on a one-year contract last year. And then I think he was signed to another one-year contract. Okay. Um, Cause you gotta remember at the end of last year, he was before the playoffs, he was not playing well. And then we got playoff Lenny. Yeah. And that basically got him re-signed. Yeah. He's on a one turn, one-year contract. Um, for this year, it looks like. Gotcha. If, if that is to be believed. That sounds about right um, with a guy of his age. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it would be wise for you guys to bring him back, but I'm obviously not the resident Buccaneers expert. I think I, a- I really want, I really want Leonard Fournette back. I think he, he is the best runner we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in a long, long time. You know, we had the muscle hamster a while ago. He wasn't bad, but Leonard Fournette is just, you know, people thought he was washed up in Jacksonville and he came here and then, you know, he won a Super Bowl Yeah, as, as a large part of it. For sure. I mean, he was um, a huge part of your playoff run last year. Yeah. And man, I think, you know, man, I, I would hate to see him go. I would love to see him back. He's, he's just. Yeah, he's added something to our offense that we haven't had in a long time, and that's, you know, a running threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's definitely a bruiser, and I don't know. I think that what's going to be of vital importance for you guys moving into next year uh, and into this offseason is some veteran presence because uh, I'm not here to play speculation on Tom Brady right now, but it is uh, noteworthy that he is remaining noncommittal to another season at the moment. 
So, you know, if that comes to pass and Brady actually hangs him up this offseason, I think it's going to be really important that Tampa Bay has some veteran leadership with Mike Evans and with a guy like Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, which I guess brings me to the question, though. Do you think Brady comes back? So, I don't know. There's so much speculation. He posted on Twitter, um, like, man, what, you know, after a loss like this, you got to make sure that you take and learn from it um, and not just, like, uh, what did he say? Like, wallow in it, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's really – it's hard to tell with him right now because uh, kind of like I was going to say with Aaron Rodgers, like especially with Brady, though, he's got literally nothing left to prove. I mean, yeah, he could hang him up the minute we get done recording tonight and he would be the GOAT. I mean, I know that's the big debate always is if he's the GOAT or not, but with everything he's accomplished – He's got nothing left to prove. And at 44, I mean, it's definitely a thought that has to be mulling through his mind a little bit. So I don't know. It's uh, obviously the kind of competitor he is. He never would like to end a season this way and maybe end a career this way. But I don't know if this is going to be enough to uh, instill a hunger in him to come back one more year or not. I really don't know right now. Yeah, and the other uh, thing that I've seen is he's talking about wanting to be there more for his kids and not, you know, traveling all the time and playing football. So, you know, he might decide to hang it up so he can spend more time with his family. His kids are getting older, and, you know, I'm sure playing football for half the year, you probably don't get to see him all that much. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, and someone is – Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you can't fault the guy for wanting to spend family time. No, no, not at all. And for someone who's played football as long as he's played football and as many games as he's played, he probably knows better than anybody, uh, especially as you get older in that sport, um, the the big bad injury could be right around the corner. Um, you know, he had the ACL tear in that 2008 season, but outside of that, Brady has not had – you know, uh, a horrible injury and he, he might want to quit while he's ahead, quite frankly, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting story that I'm sure everyone in the sports world is going to keep their tabs on this off season. Um, but right now he is non-committal to another year and, um, it's not surprising by any stretch. And I honestly, I don't know. I mean, and none of us do. And I, it's going to be one of those things we don't know until he makes an announcement because Brady doesn't let things leak. He keeps things pretty close to the vest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hope we'll, we'll know in the next few months, probably. Yeah. He, he's the type of guy that he won't let it wait forever, you know? Um, so Yeah, it's going to be interesting times in Tampa Bay. But like I said, I don't think your situation is as dire as maybe Tennessee's or Green Bay's is right now. Um, And then real quick to flip it to the other side of things, uh, kudos to the Rams because I think their defense is as tough as anybody's that's left in the playoffs right now. Um, We'll get to it a little bit later toward the end. 
of the show, but they're actually my pick to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC now. Um, and I assure you that's no disrespect toward the 49ers. I think that's going to be a great game. But the Rams are um, scary. As we've talked about several times this year, they're a scary team. And Stafford is uh, playing a lot better than he did toward the end of the regular season. Yeah, he's he's flipped things around. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Rams defense is very good. They very are. Good. We've, t- we've talked about they have a superstar caliber player on every level of that defense, secondary linebackers and up front. So that's the formula you need to win in the playoffs. And so far it's working, but I'm not going to make you relive that game anymore. We can move on to the last one. Uh, maybe the best one of all the great games this weekend, the chiefs and the bills. Yeah. Chiefs and bills, man, that was a shootout. Uh, came down to the fact that the bills had a bad defense. Yeah, it you know, at, at least in regulation for sure. And then some people are well, I guess in overtime too. And, and I was big, gonna say, what are you what are you talking about? Yeah, in overtime also. Uh the thing I'm hearing talked about more in overtime uh than the Bills defense, though, is the overtime rules. And we hear this all the time when uh Well team... it, yeah, it's the same conversation that got brought up when the same thing happened to the Chiefs when they played the paid the played the Patriots a few years ago. Yeah, they didn't get the ball back. Brady went and scored or well, the, the Patriots went and scored and then that was it. Yep. It, it's the same conversation that gets hashed over every time there's overtime and in, in the playoffs, it, it's always going to be the losing team too. And their fan base that has a problem with it. Of course um, we've both been pretty uh, clear that we think that there should be an overtime rule change well before this. Um, this is just the latest example, I guess, but yeah, like you said, um, Bill's defense, I mean, cost them that win big time. I, I can't remember a time that a team had the ball uh, or had the lead, excuse me, with 13 seconds left. Um, and, and quite literally, all they needed to do is tighten up for a play or two, and they couldn't do it. They let Travis Kelsey get open. Um, uh, once again, a big play guy. Uh, probably the one guy besides Patrick Mahomes you want to keep your eye on in that situation. And the two of them got the chiefs in scoring range and forced overtime. And then the rest was history. So, you know, for as great as Josh Allen and that offense played uh, this has to be really hard to swallow for the bills. Yeah. And I mean, they, they did it to themselves. They did. Yeah. No doubt about it. And uh I don't know. We talked about it a little bit last year after the AFC championship between these two teams. And now this year, again, uh, the chiefs are proving to be Buffalo's kryptonite, at least in the playoffs and Buffalo's going to have to get through these guys if they want to break through that next level. Um, and I don't know. And now I'm wondering what's going to change in Buffalo this off season. Uh, and how drastic it's going to be because this is the second year in a row now you've had, uh, I think, a Super Bowl caliber team as far as talent goes that didn't get there. And I'm wondering if guys are going to start wanting out or at the very least second guessing management because this is two years in a row, like I said, that they've come short. If they can bring back the majority of what they have, they need to add. A, a running attack by God 
Josh Allen can't do anything. It's going to lead to him getting hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and they need to tighten up the defense. But yeah, no, I think there's a decent chance that Buffalo's wasted a prime opportunity and they might be out for a while. Yeah, this kind of felt like the chance. Like, I don't want to say their window's completely closed yet, um, but it this felt like as good of a shot as they were going to have as any for quite a while. And, um, yeah, the Chiefs are a very formidable opponent, but you've got to win these games. <laughs> you've got to beat the best if you're going to be the best, like they always say. And yep. once, once again, we got it, the Chiefs in the AFC Championship now, and the Bills are going home, so – yeah, and as far as looking at the four teams that lost this weekend, there's a there's a half decent chance that you know those four teams just missed a window by losing this weekend. Um, you know, we just talked about the Bills, and you know, as yeah. fun as the Josh Allen show is to watch, eventually people will be able to do something about it. They already are starting um, to, I think. Yeah, um, the Buccaneers. If Brady doesn't come back, we might lose a bunch of people. We might be out next year. Um, and then There's, the, the Packers and the Titans, I, I think they're done for their, their, the sunset has set, the sun has set on the great empire of the Packers for a while, I think. And I will say this though, about, like you said, for all four teams this weekend that lost the window might've closed. If that's the case, at least with the Buccaneers, you guys got your Super Bowl out of it. That is true. You know, uh, but it wasn't too. It wasn't two. And boy, let me tell you, I know what that's like because yeah. Seattle had their chance at two and they didn't get the back to back either. And it still hurts, but um, at least you guys got your one, you know, green Bay, they got their one with Aaron Rodgers like 12 years ago. Um, Buffalo didn't get one and Tennessee didn't even get two one. And I guess Buffalo didn't either, but yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what these four teams look like next year, because these are all four very sour ways to end your season. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah. So let's look ahead briefly to the games we got this weekend, just the two games, the two championships. Um, and we'll do, I guess, uh, predictions. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Yeah. Um, I'm going to predict what I want to happen rather what I, I, I think might happen. I'm, I'm, I'm going Bengals over the Chiefs. I'm hoping that the Bengals offense can, can handle their business and just put up points, make it a shootout, and then the Bengals defense can hold Patrick Mahomes. They figured it out once, like we talked about. I'm hoping they do it again. I want the Bengals to win. Um, I don't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, and then on the other side, I'd like the 49ers to win. I I uh I think I kind of took weird ownership when you you were dissing <laughs> on them. And uh, now that the, the baby boys are winning, then I've I've got to roll with them, man. <laughs> the I want the Niners boys. to win. Plus, plus uh plus you know. The Rams just beat us, so yeah, that's fair. It's hard to pick the team or root for the team that uh, that just knocked you out. I get that, um, man. That's a his, that's a historical Super Bowl pick too, because uh, the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl twice. Both times they played against and lost to the 49ers back in the day. Yeah. So, 
But unfortunately, I have a feeling that it's going to be a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. And uh, half of that's fine, but uh, the Rams will have to win in that case. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my thing. If the Rams get back to it, which they are my pick in the NFC championship, um, I think it's going to be a close game with the 49ers. I think the fact that they're two division teams is going to make it an excellent game, actually. But I think if the Rams win and get back to the Super Bowl, uh, they better have a more exciting performance than they did a few years ago against the Patriots. I mean, we've talked yeah. about what a boring Super Bowl that was. Yeah, but look at look at the defense they have this year, too. Like, they're stacked in defense. We've already talked about that. And I think if they follow the game plan the Buccaneers set for them last year, you know, with those guys, they should be able to keep Patrick Mahomes running all game. True. And if they can do that, I think they win. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, right now. no doubt. So uh, the Rams are my pick. Um, I think just because they're going to be at home, and I think because their defense is so good, and I think because they lost the 49ers at the end of the regular season, the game that let the 49ers get into the playoffs, I think all of that's going to come together to help L.A. win this weekend um, and be the second team in a row to play in the Super Bowl in their own stadium. That would happen. Oh, that'd be neat. Um, I'm interested to see, now that I mentioned that out loud, how the NFL is going to handle the two week prep time between the NFC championship and the Super Bowl because that will be in the same building. And to the best of my knowledge, that is not a problem they've had to deal with before in the Super Bowl era. So that'll be interesting to see how they go about that. And then I guess in the AFC, my pick, uh, I would like to see the Bengals win like you would, but I really think it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, again, no disrespect to Joey B and the Bengals, but the Chiefs are a juggernaut, and I think kind of like I said with the Rams and 49ers, because the Chiefs lost to the Bengals at the end of the regular season, that's going to spur them on to victory this go-around, um, and the Bengals' O-line just did not do enough to instill a lot of faith in me last week that, that they can play better. Um, the Chiefs' defense, like you said, I think is worse than the Titans' defense, but um flat out joe burrow cannot make plays when he's on his back obviously so i don't think he'd get away with being sacked nine times and still winning this weekend uh so i am gonna pick chiefs rams as my super bowl matchup now but i would love to be wrong at least on the afc side fair enough let's move on to call outs and shout outs um go ahead jared uh my shout out this week is a. Uh, begrudging and, and, and you know it'll tie into my call out to the begrudging shout out to the 49ers uh i have to give props like i said earlier the run through the playoffs has been incredible two road games over two pretty good teams um obviously especially in green bay and two impressive wins and then that call out is to me i'm calling myself out for what i said a few weeks ago about the 49ers as they prepped for their game against Dallas. I don't know why I thought you guys didn't have a chance um, in Dallas. I'm sorry. I take it back. I'm eating crow. Um, I, I was wrong. I admit it. I was flat out wrong. So call out to me. Shout out to the 49ers. Yeah, I also want to shout out the 49ers for men. Of all the teams that are in the, you know, the championship weekend, Man, who 
who would have thought? Like, I think everybody wrote them off. They barely squeak into the playoffs, and then they are making waves. Yep. Um, and then my call out is Green Bay special teams. Man, holy cow, you guys are bad. <laughs> That's all there is to say about it. Yeah, they were pretty abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I think that's all we got for you guys this week. That's all I got. Thank you for tuning into the Expansion Buddies podcast. Um, again, thank you for wherever you listen to us from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the can on a string, Google Podcasts, uh, the other can on a string at the other end. <laughs> um, wherever it is, we're glad that you tune in and find the time to hang out with us for an unspecified amount of unspecified an uncertain amount of time every week there you go um but anyway for this week i've been justin he's been jared and never forget party like it's 1976